Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of the Disorganized Religion Podcast, also known as the... Derp. That's right. Joining me, as always, is my trusty sidekick. Maybe I'm his sidekick. I don't know. Deshaun Jones, joining me uh, all the way from your nation's capital, a Dunkin' Donuts in your nation's capital. So he's uh, keeping the light on there. Before we get into anything else, it is time for us to reveal the winners of the second round of... Uh, music madness. So I'm going to get right into it. The first matchup we're looking at tonight, it was Amazing Grace, the number one seed versus number nine. Here I am, Lord, snuck in as the uh, Cinderella winner last last week. Could Here I Am, Lord, possibly pull off the upset? Impossible. They do not pull up the upset at all. Amazing Grace wins it, of course. Amazing Grace moving into the final four, as we all expected. Next one. We have a we have a matchup of Blessed Assurance, the four seed versus number seven. Let there be peace on earth. Could there possibly be more peace to be found in the next round in the final four? Absolutely not. Blessed Assurance rolls into the final four. They take their place uh, as they should in the semifinal, and they will face off against Amazing Grace. What an awesome, epic matchup! Amazing Grace versus Blessed Assurance to get into the final. Let's see who uh, who made out well on the other side of the bracket as to how great thou art. The number two, the legendary Hall of Fame hymn, How Great Thou Art, number two, going up against Cinderella. Number 12 seed, lift every voice and sing. You may recall they shocked the world last round by getting past Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. Did the magic continue? Did lift every voice and sing, continue to sing into the next round? Not much of a chance against How Great Thou Art, How Great Thou Art, the number two seed, moving on into the final four, as everyone expected them to. So, who will round out the final four? Would it be the number six seed, Be Thou My Vision, or It Is Well With My Soul? And It Is Well With My Soul, of course, is the winner. And so, talk about a clash of the titans. We will see It Is Well With My Soul facing off against How Great Thou Art, in round two, Deshaun Jones, you have heard a lot of music. You've been to a lot of church. Therefore, who do you see getting into the final between Amazing Grace and Blessed Assurance? Matt, this is almost impossible to answer because um, these are four. These are four incredible hymns. Um, but I think that Amazing Grace has what it takes to get to the semifinal. Oh, or sorry, this is the semifinal to get to the finale, our, our championship game. I think it has what it takes. You know, I think that if you'd had these brackets shuffled up a little bit, if you had Amazing Grace going up against How Great Thou Art or It Is Well, it could be in real danger. But Blessed Assurance, I, I love it. Don't think it can take down Amazing Grace. So I agree with you, Deshaun. I think we see Amazing Grace in the final and vying for to win the whole thing. Uh, the next one I think is even tougher to call. The two three seed game, 
How Great Thou Art versus it as well. Deshaun Jones, how do you see it working out? Matt, I, I don't even know how to call this. I don't know if I can call this. Um, both of these hymns are so great, but in their own unique way. And so I think it might resonate with, um, I'm sorry, I think it might um, depend just on what the people who are uh, completing the, the survey, I just believe it's going to depend on what type of day they're having. And, you know, if I'm having a I'm having a rough day, maybe I need some it as well. But, you know, if things are looking up, well, then sings my soul. <laughs> um, so I... Well, how are you feeling today, Deshaun Jones? Who do you think wins? I don't Today, if I had to pick, it's how great thou art. I've had an amazing day in the nation's capital. <laughs> <laughs> You're feeling it. Well, Deshaun, um, so I it think would be, that's my final one. It would be fun to uh, disagree with you on that one and see who's going to make it to the final. I agree. Uh, this is just a brutal one to have to pick. I almost feel bad making anybody pick it, but I'll get over that. I'm also thinking that How Great Thou Art will get over it as well, and we will see How Great Thou Art moving on into the final. Can we not wait to see how it works out? So uh, I feel like the voters have done us the, have done good service uh, getting the uh, uh, getting the votes in. It's been a it's been a good contest. I've enjoyed it, and uh, I look forward to seeing how how it works out. I am really excited for this championship game. I'm really excited. Um, I'm tempted to see what you think about who's going to go all the way. Get you on record to uh, make the call two weeks early. So if you have these four songs remaining, who's your all-time winner? Um, you know, I hate to be cliche, uh, but I think Amazing Grace has what it takes to get all the way through. I think Amazing Grace has what it takes to win this thing. Um, yeah, that's that's. I think that's my final answer, man. I think that's the one. Well, brother, you know, I uh, again. Like last time, I, I want to disagree with you. I think that'd be fun. And uh, so therefore, good news. Disagree, my friend. I think <laughs> I think How Great Thou Art pulls off the upset. I think Amazing Grace leaves shaking their heads thinking, we're Amazing Grace. How did we lose this? It's because you went up against the most amazing song. Uh, I think I see the upset. The number two seed takes it all. I don't think that's really the Methodist of you, gets man, it done. Man. It doesn't sound too Methodist of you. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's purely in the sound of it. <laughs> purely the sound of it. Purely how you know how how you know how great it sounds. I mean, we can have the the debate about uh, how Methodist Amazing Grace is. Um, you know, we don't really believe that someday the world will dissolve like snow uh, and the sun forbear to shine. Uh, we think those things will go on forever. And so, I don't know. I think theology's out the window here. It's all about which one I feel better singing. <laughs> don't tell the bishop, but that's kind of where I think I think we're getting our, uh, our results from. So, all right. So, I wanted to bring up a topic that, uh, that might surprise some people. I think that, you know, we've, uh, we've had some, some heated rhetoric as people talk about privilege, right? Who has privilege is there, you know, is, is there uh, a privilege to be had for your, for your race? Is there a privilege to be had 
you know, for your um, socioeconomic status, what, what have you, I would say there is a very significant privilege to be had by a certain group of people. And I'm curious to get your take on it, Deshaun. I would say that there is a massive privilege handed to anyone who lives in the Eastern time zone of the United States of America. Would you agree or disagree, my friend, that we have a massive advantage over every other time zone on the planet? I, I have to agree with you, Matt. I mean, from, I mean, even people who like work in business and like the stock market, you know, we've got a very reasonable time and then everything's about to start kicking off. Uh, 9 a.m. is a beautiful time. 6 a.m., not so much. Um, and even like, you know, like award shows, like, you know, the, the Oscars or something like that. Like we get those over here at like 7 p.m. and they're happening at like four in the afternoon across the country. Yeah. Think about what time Monday night football happens in Hawaii. Like, kids aren't even out of school yet when Monday night football is kicking off in Hawaii, you know? I mean... They're like four hours behind us, right? Something like... It's more than that, I think. Um, Wow. So, it's Eastern, Central, Pacific. No. Eastern, Central, Mountain, Pacific. Then, isn't Alaskan... (laughs) Then Hawaiian. <laughs> so are they six hours behind? Is that what it is? Uh, in any case, it really throws off your Monday Night Football schedule. Uh, I mean, if, if you're if you, <laughs> you're in for a team that has a one o'clock game on Sunday, what time is that happening in Hawaii? <laughs> is that seven o'clock in the morning? <laughs> I mean, imagine here I am in mid-sermon, you know, bringing, bringing it home, and there's people listening to the to the game you know <laughs> at least we have the common courtesy of making football wait till after church is over in the eastern time zone right it's one third one one thirty or the four four o'clock games right so so yes eastern time zone we have it we have it made i think the whole world uh you know kind of organizes their tv around us um and then you have you know now, i mean my brother lives I mean, in australia well when they have new year's eve i mean <laughs> happens at lunchtime over here when they when the new year starts I mean, come on, what are they what are they doing over there? Craziness. I I will say I think that the Pacific Time Zone, I think they've got it great and made for that that Sunday night yet. Because by the time that game is over, you know, they've still got the rest of their evening. They can go grab dinner <laughs> after that. That's true. That's that's a good yeah, so so their I guess their Sunday night football is like m- middle of uh, early afternoon, yeah. So, all right. Yeah, it's our, it's our so we'll, we'll let them have that one that one win over there in Hawaiian time. Not to mention the other wins that come from being in Hawaii, after all. I, I hear it's nice there. Trivia question for you. So, as, as we know, uh, people who are not Native Americans began arriving in the New World, in America, in the Eastern time zone, right? So, then... You know, uh, they marched westward in subsequent years. Um, and so today, the Eastern time zone does not actually have even half of the population. Uh, it, uh, it now is, uh, makes up about 46, 47% of the U.S. population lives in the Eastern time zone. So, Deshaun, could you guess for me what year it was? 
when the Eastern time zone no longer had more than 50% of the U.S. population in it? In it? Um, okay. Oh, this is, this is hard. Sometime in the 1950s. That's, that's my answer. What makes you think that? Um, I mean, the gold rush was in 1849, right? Yeah, but not everybody rushed for gold. Um, <laughs> well, that is true. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Pick me, pick me a year. 1950 what? 50, let's go 52. Okay. Um, so, believe it or not, and this shocked me, believe it or not, the year that the Eastern time zone dropped below 50% of the U.S. population was 1984. Can you believe that it was half the population wow. that late? Yeah. So wow. not long at all ago that, uh, that that happened. So so here's the next one. Um, so would you say, so which one would you think is greater? The number of people who are currently alive on Earth or the number of people who have ever lived on Earth? Oh, this is hard. Um, I want to say, and like it's going to sound ridiculous, but I want to say right now, yeah, like because eight billion people, I think we're at like eight, nine billion people. That's a lot of people. I think seven, but still seven. It's a lot. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a lot of people. Um, and you know, people weren't living that long back in the day. You know, there's a lot of years there, but you know, I don't think they have the technology to you know live the way we do so i i want to say right now i think we i think we've got it right now um so uh some people it's funny how many people would agree with you but that is not true in fact they estimate according to the population reference bureau which is an organization in washington dc actually along with you that does this kind of research uh, they estimate that there have been 107 billion people in the world in general history. So for every, so for every one person currently alive, there's 15 dead people somewhere in history. <laughs> that, uh, wow, that's astonishing. Actually. Yeah, yeah. So in fact, for there to ever be more people currently alive than in history, you would have to have an astronomical birth rate for you know a pretty quick amount of time to get to get you there um and, and i mean if if you currently have seven billion people on the planet can you imagine having 107 billion at the same time <laughs> not at all away. Not Move. <laughs> yeah um and uh, oh uh, so the current life expectancy today is somewhere between 75 and 80 years old right do you know what the life expectancy was in the middle ages we're talking like 1200, 1300, 1400s. Uh, somewhere in the 40s or 30s. 10 to 12. Whoa. Can you was believe that? that? Plague? Was that like plague time or something? It was. It was. Um, okay. I mean, think, of, think of like infant mortality. Um, you know, think of, you know, just diseases. They didn't have cures. I mean, they didn't have cures for any diseases back then. Um, so, I, I mean, I was shocked by that. And when I when I read about that, but wow, ten to twelve is the average. So like, so many people never even made it out of childhood, which kind of makes it a little more understandable that 
there were so many people, more people that have died than are currently alive. But yeah, it makes a lot of sense actually. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, uh, my hot topic for today, Deshaun, I was reading uh, the, uh, well, I was reading the Twitter, and t- Twitter. One of the trending topics was uh, was the Christian flag in Boston. So, I got into that a little bit. I thought uh, that was that's interesting. What Christian flag was going to be flying in Boston? Turns out that uh, a group wanted to. So, so in the Boston uh, at the Boston City Hall, they. They have some flagpoles, and they allow one of the poles to be something that different groups can sign up to have a take a turn flying a flag there. And so, um, a group, uh, a group called Camp Constitution, which uh, is it exists to enhance the understanding of our Judeo-Christian moral heritage. They wanted oh, to raise a. Sounds very fun. They know how to party. Yeah. Um, they thought it said they sought to raise a Christian flag for one hour at an event that would be that would include short speeches by some local clergy focusing on Boston's history, um, and so uh, so that went all the way to the Supreme Court. If you were to guess, Deshaun, which side won at the Supreme Court? Was it people who wanted to have a Christian flag flying on the flagpole in Boston, or? People who did not want a Christian flag flying in a flag wallet in Boston. Uh, how did the Supreme Court fall on that one? Um, well, considering the current demographics of the Supreme Court, I'm going to say maybe they sided with the folks who wanted the flag flown. Uh, that is correct. They did, in fact, side with um, with them. Uh, although Stephen Breyer, isn't he the one that's retiring? Yes, he is. Yeah. Um, so it actually it actually uh, passed six to three, but he voted f- he voted in the majority. So it wasn't a which, it which wasn't a, one of them switched. Yeah, it wasn't a, a straight uh, partisan decision there. Um, but yeah, they said that uh, that they should allow the Christian flag to fly on the flagpole there. Um, so my my question is. Does does it benefit the spread of the gospel to have Christians lobby for things like this? Yeah, you know, I guess that's a win for this group to get their First Amendment rights verified or, or you know, or, uh, you know, confirmed. But I don't know. What does that do to the cause of the gospel? Um, I don't think it helps in, in furthering the cause of the gospel at all. Um, I, you know, you can look anywhere and see kind of an image of a cross. Um, I think it matters a whole lot more for people who are non-believers and unchurched to see the church actually out in the community, actually doing something um, that imitates and reflects the love of Christ. Um, you know, it's really cute for us to have our services and to enjoy our Christian privilege, I guess. Um, but I think it's so, so much more impactful and so much more important for those who don't know Christ or for those who are not church uh, to see us truly living out our faith, because uh, I think that's the only thing that's going to continue to draw others to him, um, is to see us living how Christ lived. 
Uh, yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I, um, I don't know what good it does when Christians find themselves fighting with non-Christians in court. Um, I know, you know, there's a time to not be a doormat and I get that. Um, but you know, I mean, having, having the flag, having a Christian flag, like with a cross, they had a flag with a cross on it and, you know, lobbying to have that displayed at the Boston city hall. Um, it's, I mean, it's, I guess it's similar to like the fight about having the 10 commandments hanging up in public places. Right. I mean, you know, does, um, does anybody walk by those and go, huh, you know, I should probably give my life to Jesus. I don't, I don't know. The Christian flag up there, does, does that endear anybody to, you know, so, yeah. I, and and you said it was only for an hour, right? Yeah, like they were having like a presentation, like people were giving some speeches about yeah, I, how, the, how I think churches were an important part of Boston's history. Yeah. And I think, I think that's even more kind of astonishing that we would go through all of that trouble for, you know, some for, hours, for just like an hour of, of display time. And so I get it. You know, you want your, your thing to be displayed on the flag, but, you know, on the flagpole. But I think something so trivial as that, um, especially when they were still allowing you to have the service, I, I think something as trivial as that is kind of unnecessary. And I think it's more detrimental to the gospel and to the spread of the gospel. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, um, I think the mix, I think the separation of church and state actually benefits the church, <laughs> uh, a lot. Uh, if, you know, um, if you think about it, there's plenty of Supreme Court cases that get that far because people orchestrated it that way. You know, there's a very decent chance that they hung that flat, they, that they, turned in that form to put that flag up there, knowing people would resist it, knowing that it would be a chance to get a, have a fight. And so they went to local courts, district courts, state Supreme Court, national Supreme Court, um, and all as a chance to have this fight. Um, and when we're in this, you know, oppositional posture against, against people, I just, yeah, I think it does more harm than good. So... Well, man, Eric sent us uh, a dad joke to include tonight, and uh, I don't want to make sh- I want to make sure that we get this in uh, because it's one of the it's one of the worst uh, that we've ever shared, mainly because it's not from me. But Deshaun, what did Yoda say when he saw himself on a 4K TV? I don't know, Matt. What did Yoda say? He said, "HD, am I?" That's horrible. Yeah. That was sent from Eric Johnson. There it is. Oh, there we go. There we go. What did you have to say? Wow. Sent by Eric for our podcast uh, listeners' enjoyment. Well done, Eric Johnson. Tishon, get your homework done. Get good grades. And enjoy the privilege of living in the Eastern time zone. For Eric, who couldn't be here tonight, for Iwana, who was at rehearsal for some uh, musical performance. Uh, We also have our new friend, AJ, who's going to be joining us sometime soon. Take care, everybody.
God bless. We'll see you later. See ya. See ya. We're the derp. And we're out. Derp. <laughs>